from Vestavia Hills City Schools. This is the Intentional Pursuit. Hi, everybody. I'm Whit McGee. And I'm Brooke Wedgworth. Great to be back with you for our December episode. Brooke? Yes, so good to see you, Whit. Absolutely good to see you, too. And um, still, we were just talking before we uh, started recording about how good our November episode was with Coach Myra Miles, the new athletic director here in Vestavia Hills City Schools. Yes, you all have to listen if you haven't heard it yet. She did an amazing job talking about our athletics programs and the future for those. So definitely make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Absolutely. This month, I'm really excited about um, the, the the subject matter and just everything that we have to celebrate. You know, this is a season of, uh, of Thanksgiving. This is a season of celebration, of just uh, warm, feel-good stuff. And I think we've got a feel-good episode this month. We are talking about how our students in schools give back throughout Vestavia Hills. Yes, Whit. And so we're going to start with a few examples from all of our schools, some of the opportunities and projects that they have participated in this year. So I'm going to talk about some of our elementary schools first. So starting with Cahaba Heights, they do give a little light from the heights. They also had Socktober to support the Jimmy Hill mission and Jesse's Place. And finally, Lego sets were collected for Children's Hospital. At Dolly Ridge Elementary, they organized Caring and Sharing Week to give to families in need and Santa's Workshop to support a local elementary school. At East, they're supporting the Boys and Girls Club and YWCA with non-perishable snacks, mittens, hats, and socks. Vestavia Hills Elementary Liberty Park held its truckload of warmth, which is a partnership with Gateway to support foster families. And at West... They organized a book and angel tree to support families in need, and they're also providing canned goods for Vestavia Hills United Methodist Church. Yep. Now, in the uh, secondary schools at Liberty Park Middle, they donated more than $22,000 to uh, just some wonderful neighbors we have here in Vestavia Hills at Unless You. Um, over at Lewis Pazitz Middle School, they held a canned food drive for the Bread of Life Food Pantry and organized an angel tree to support families in need. Students at the Vestavia Hills High School Freshman Campus organized the Holiday Wishes Program, which is uh, supporting local families with uh, certain needs here around the holidays. And for their annual fall charity drive at Vestavia Hills High School, students from both the high school and freshman campus chose to support Children's Harbor, uh, which is a part of Children's of Alabama. Their mission is to serve seriously ill children and their families through unique no-cost services. And when that drive was completed, uh, high school students had collected and donated an incredible $75,000, actually just north of $75,000. Um, one of the other things that the uh, high school did this fall was Love Your Neighbor Week uh, with the school's Habitat for Humanity Club. And the purpose of that week was to demonstrate support for the entire community through small acts of kindness. And uh, here to tell us about it is Nathaniel Bass. Nathaniel is a senior at Vestavia Hills High School uh, who's planning to attend Samford University in the fall of next year. He is the president emeritus of the Vestavia Hills High School Habitat for Humanity Club and is a member of the Vestavia Hills High School We the People team, which Brooke, as you know, is uh, celebrating or, or currently defending their 17th consecutive state championship, one of our, our absolute best uh, programs. 
And he's also the sitting youth governor of Alabama as part of the YMCA's youth in government program. And also uh, he has, while you, this will be the first time that his voice has been heard on our podcast, he's been a producer of our, several of our podcasts because he is a public relations intern in our office this year. Uh, Nathaniel, or should I say governor? Welcome. Thanks so much. And Nathaniel is perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you with us today. As Whit mentioned, he has been working closely with Whit over the past few months and has assisted on um, several of our episodes. Like he joked about earlier, he's usually sitting in the corner listening and then helping with the editing process. And today we've actually put him front and center stage. And so we're excited to have you as our guest today. I'm excited to be here. Well, good. And we really just want to start with you telling us a little bit about your story and how you first got involved with Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. So um, my freshman year, my sister kind of dictated a lot of the choices I made. Um, but um, she had been president of Habitat the, the previous year. Um, and she just talked about how much fun it was. And um, what, what good things they were doing and the community that was being built in the club. Um, so I, I decided to join. I was a little bit, um, apathetic my first year. Um, but quickly just, um, going to, um, the, the volunteer opportunities the club presented and going on builds and, um, raising the walls of a family's home, um, alongside of them is when I fell in love with the club. Um, so my sophomore year, I was chaplain of the club and then my junior year, um, I became president. Um, and last year, um, I took over the club in, in March of 2020. Um, and you know, we had to get creative with our fundraising tactics. Um, so we started, um, thinking kind of about some, some other opportunities and that's kind of where the idea of love your neighbor week came from. Why is service learning something that is so important to you? I mean, clearly it's something that you've had a passion for, for, for a while, but it's also, I mean, just as, as Brooke uh, shared was we were reading that list, clearly it's important to all students in our school system. Why can you tell us a little bit about why that is? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you start in elementary school and in middle school and you have um, these fundraising opportunities that are school-wide and that the um, the entire student body is encouraged to participate in, and um, the faculty gets creative and ways to inspire student involvement with it. Um, so it's really just in the culture of our community from a really young age um, of doing service um, and just providing opportunities for students not only to um, be servant-hearted, but um, just learn that skill and allow it to become a part of themselves. And, um, you know, I don't think that I would have been president of Habitat um, necessarily with the passion that I had if it wasn't for, um, you know, Vestavia's investment in community building um, and in fundraising um, from such a young age. Because, you know, it's, you know, we did pitch in for education in middle school, um, you know, bring your pennies in. And, you know, even those small things at the time, you don't think about the impact that they're having on you. But uh, when you, when I become president of Habitat and we're raising, um, 50, $60,000 a year for, um, a family's home that we're building and doing small things with great love in the community. Um, you really realize you can look back. I look back at my time and, 
at West and at Pizzitz and realize how much those experiences impacted me and led to my desire um, to serve people in the community um, through doing small acts of kindness and, and raising money for those who need it. I, I want to jump in real quick and just mention a, a thought um, that came to mind as we were preparing for this episode. And it's um, last year, as, as you remember, we celebrated our 50th anniversary. And I had the opportunity to sit down with a number of people um, throughout the school system's history who had made an impact on the, the growth of the school system and just our values and where we are. And one of the people I got to talk to was Cass McWaters, who was principal of Estavia Hills High School for a number of years, and shared with me that um, when they were in the process uh, a few years ago of applying for the National Blue Ribbon Schools Award through the U.S. Department of Education, there was this long application that, that uh, has to be filled out as, as part of that. And one of the things that they put in the curriculum area that the school that's unique to them is focus on philanthropy and giving back and supporting, uh, you know, your, your neighbor, loving your neighbor. And uh, Mr. McWaters said that he got a call from somebody at the Department of Education and said, hey, I think you put that in the wrong place in the application. He said, no, I put it there intentionally because philanthropy and giving back is part of our curriculum. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's no doubt with it. And that's what I think sets Vestavia apart from any other school district in our area and really even in the state because I was having dinner with with a friend last night and I asked him like well, we we do rise we do we have habitat what do y'all do and he was like uh I mean we we do some stuff um but but nothing like what rises or nothing like what y'all do um so you know the emphasis that our community places on um, fundraising and giving back. I mean, it, it's unparalleled in, in, in any other school system in our area. Um, and I think that that is evident, you know, me, me asking my friend, what do y'all do? That's evident to, to members of other communities too. Um, so, I mean, we're doing a great job, I think, setting an example. Um, and, and really, um, it's encouraging for me. It makes me want to, to stay in Vestavia and return to Vestavia after I go to college um, because of what what this community um, places value on and, and, and the importance of it here. I completely agree. And I think a lot of that does come from the community, from our parents and families, and then and even our educators within our school system. And that's transferred to our students. And it just continues. It's a cycle. So as Whit mentioned in our introduction, the high school had Love Your Neighbor Week. That was back actually a couple of months ago. And so I would love to know a little bit about the motivation behind that, how you how you came up with that idea, and then maybe explain for our listeners a little bit about what actually happened during that week. Yeah. Um, Love Your Neighbor Week was our club's response to COVID-19. Um, we had been doing a lot of the same fundraising tactics for a long time. Um, some of those looked like canvassing parties of our students going door to door and asking for money, um, which we we decided probably wasn't the best idea to do during COVID. Um, you know, I don't like people coming to my front door anytime. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, you know, Love Your Neighbor Week is just this idea of community building. It's not just about raising money. Um, it's about building relationships with one another and with the community. Um, and you know, we just, our first year with it, um, a lot of what it looked like was we, I mean, I, I don't know how many hours I spent in the car, um, 
driving and delivering flower bombs to people, which was um, a flower arrangement that you could buy and send to your neighbor just as a small act of kindness. But I mean, I spent um, so much time um, just driving around Vestavia and the greater Birmingham area delivering flower bombs. And yeah, I don't say that because I'm on a high horse, but I love that. I love that our community rallied behind it in such a way that um, it took, you know, Flower Betty contacting us and saying, we need people to help deliver these. Um, and, you know, so that, that was what, a lot of what we did last year. And, um, you know, my favorite thing I think still is walking into stores and seeing love your neighbor shirts. We, after, um, it was completed our first annual, um, we knew that we were going to do it again. And, um, you know, we, we knew that there was a lot of room for growth too. So we wanted to, um, expand and that's exactly what we did. So we started planning, um, for our second year. Um, and a lot of what this year looked like was uh, more in-person gatherings and just opportunities to show love to one another um, in different ways. And we brought back everything that we had been doing the previous year, um, but but added a lot more too. And you know, it, it was very encouraging from um, a standpoint in our club, both in leadership, um, but also for our students. I think to see. Um, community members get excited about this. And, and that really, um, I think was our, our main driver with it was we knew that we needed to raise money. Um, but we didn't want to at any point, um, you know, sacrifice, you know, the, the relationships we were building with community members for raising money. We had to have both. Um, so that was what our main emphasis was. Um, so, you know, like this year, I think my favorite thing that we did was, um, we partnered with community members. We just posted on Facebook and we said, um, you know, we want to provide every employee of Estavia Hill City Schools, um, with a free Chick-fil-A box lunch and we need your help to do it. Um, and within two weeks, um, you know, we, we had been about a month out from love your neighbor week at that point within two weeks, um, we, we had raised $7,000, um, which more than covered the cost of box lunches for every employee. And that's not just teachers. That's, that's everyone, um, even here at the board. Um, so, I mean, we, we absolutely, um, just for me, um, that was one of the most encouraging things. And I think that if we were missing an element our first year, that was it. Um, because it was just this opportunity, um, to say thank you to our teachers and say to our teachers that we love you and we value you. Um, because I mean, when we're talking about this idea of instilling a love, um, of serving others that starts in the classroom and that starts with, um, you know, our teachers who just inspire a love for learning, but also a love for giving back. Yeah. I think that was our, our favorite day too. <laughs> I know, great. I know it was Witt. Oh, Witt yeah. loves some Chick-fil-A. I, absolutely. It, it was, it was really, it was really neat. Um, it was just cool to see how all of that came together. And uh, Nathaniel, of course, you being here in our office, you know, we got to, to kind of see those things come together uh, here. And it just was kind of overwhelming at times uh, just to watch the, yeah. the community response because this was a completely grassroots effort. And I think that's significant. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that response from the community, not just with that day in particular, but the whole week? Yeah, absolutely. It's inspiring because this is something we put so much effort into. 
Um, you know, this was not something that we just threw together like, hey, let's let's do this, guys. Let's do Love Your Neighbor Week. No, this was, um, you know, the for the first Love Your Neighbor Week, we started planning it in May of 2020, preparing for um, an event in late October. And that's the same case this year um, when we were prepping for the second annual event. We started um, getting ready as soon as we completed our first one. Um, we, we were getting ready for the next one. And a lot of those pieces fell into place um, a little further down the road, but it was just so encouraging um, to see the way the community rallied behind it. Um, And I think what what the difference is in it is it's not just about raising money. Um, We love Vestavia and we love our community and we wouldn't be even um, given the option to raise money if it wasn't for Vestavia. So we knew that um, we have to give back in that regard. So that's why we're willing to, um, you know, raise seven thousand dollars and buy our teachers' lunches because we wouldn't be doing that without our teachers. Um, but you know, beyond that, just the community's response. You know, it, it seems like simple things, but everything just from liking our posts um, and commenting, like that's that's so encouraging to us because um, I don't really know how to use Facebook. And when I get when I get a comment, I get really excited about it. Um, but you know, it, it was just it, it encouraged our hearts so much, um, and just makes us want to to do even more. Um, so as we prepare and look towards next year, we're looking at how can we like our our favorite part of the weeks are not the things that raise us money, but are the things that just um, encourage the community and in turn encourage us because um, we're not doing it looking at how can we look good, but how can we help our community? How can we give back to the place that's given us so much? So Nathaniel, I would love to know what are some of the future plans for Love Your Neighbor Week? So I know you said each time y'all reflect and decide what do you want to, how do you want to grow and improve? So what have you thought about for next one? And then any other work that the club is planning on doing in the future? Yeah. What the, the main thing that I look forward when we're, we, we've sat down um, as a, a leadership team in the club, talked about what does Love Your Neighbor Week in five years look like? Um, and we hope that it doesn't look like it anything like it does right now. What makes me more excited than anything um, for our club in the future of Love Your Neighbor Week is one of our, our main goals um, moving forward over the next five um, years, which will, you know, I'll be long gone at that point. But um, w- one of our main goals is expanding Love Your Neighbor Week to other communities Um, because we recognize there's this idea um, in Luke chapter 10 of who is your neighbor. Um, And our neighbor is not just everyone living in Vestavia with us. Um, Our neighbor is anyone in Birmingham. It's anyone we come into contact with. So one of our main goals um, is expanding Love Your Neighbor Week and partnering with another school in the greater Birmingham area and do a Love Your Neighbor event with them um, that really shows unity um, in our programming um, because we do recognize the importance of um, community building across um, community lines. I'm sure y'all will be happy to hear. I think we were definitely going to do lunches again next year because um, every, everyone loves Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, the most encouraging thing about being a member in Habitat is the fact that our club sponsors care about us so much but they give us a lot of room to grow on our own. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a senior and I can't comment necessarily on what the future of Love Your Neighbor Week is because I don't know what it'll be. 
Um, I hope it'll be so much more than the original idea that I put on paper. And I'm excited to um, see what that, what it becomes um, over the course of the next few years and be able to return. You know, of course, I'm just right down the road at Sanford, but um, be able to return and see what students in Habitat are doing. Um, you know, like that, that just, I, I mean, it makes me excited um, just to see um, what, what our students and how invested people are um, and what it's become. But, you know, for the future of our club, we, um, we've talked a lot recently about uh, where, we're, where we're headed over the next few years and where we're headed in the spring. Um, and one of those things is we've um, partnered with Habitat for Humanity for the past 16 years, past 17 years, um, and we have loved every minute of it. We, we adore um, working and building a home with them. But through Love Your Neighbor Week, we've realized the opportunity for impact is more than just one family um, in the in the Birmingham area and beyond. So um, we, you know, after you know prayerful consideration um, and you know a focus group later um, and talking to our club members um, and our leadership team, after this year we'll be moving forward as the One Birmingham Service Club. Um, and partnering with an organization called the Christian Service Mission as we seek to um, know and serve and love our neighbors across Birmingham. Um, and we're really excited to be partnering with Christian Service Mission. Um, our students will be still building homes and renovating homes. That's where a lot of the funding for our club is going to go still. But we're going to also have additional opportunity, volunteer opportunities for um, students and community members alike um, to volunteer in Christian Service Missions Warehouse in Avondale. Um, a lot of what they do is um, food boxes during the um, winter months, uh, specifically for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And they also do um, toy drives. And, um, you know, I was talking to their executive director and they've given away $10 million worth of goods over the past year. Um, and you know, that's exactly what we're seeking to do. Maybe not on that scale. Um, but we are looking to just give back, um, and pay, um, you know, the blessings that God has, um, given to our club. We're going to look to the Lord to, to multiply, um, the generosity that our community has given to us. Um, so we're really excited about the future of our club. Um, we're excited the direction that we're headed, um, both in love your neighbor week and as the one Birmingham service club. Um, but we're really excited. You said something there that jumped out to me uh, at the beginning, and, and congratulations on the expanded vision for uh, the, this, this club going forward and all of the opportunity there to uh, serve the entire region. But something you said at the very beginning of your remarks just then, Nathaniel, was we've been thinking about what we want this club to look like in five years. And in five years, every single member who's in it right now, because they're all high school students, will be gone. And I think that that just speaks to, I think, you know, we, we get kind of just in society a misconception sometime that, you know, high school kids are just kind of living for the moment, doing whatever, but y'all are thinking about beyond the experience that every single person is going to have and what you want that to look like and the legacy that you want to leave behind. Which is, which is really powerful. One last question that I have for you is, do you feel like this experience with Habitat, with One Birmingham, um, 
or something else has been your your best experience that you've had in our school system or maybe the most impactful experience from the entire uh, almost 13 years now that you've been in Vestavia Hill City Schools? I think um, high school has definitely been some of my favorite time at Vestavia. I definitely look at all of the um, opportunities for service as being my favorite. Um, and I think most students at the high school would agree with me. The desire that people have, I mean, the, you know, the friends that I have um, serving in SGA or um, in RISE, um, there's a sense of community among us in that regard. Um, just, I mean, we all care about giving back. Um, and I think, you know, for me personally, Habitat has definitely been the most impactful thing and most impactful experience um, uh, throughout my time at the high school and, and really in my time in the school system um, because it's it's shaped what I desire to do with my life more than anything else. Um, and had you told me as a middle schooler that um, I would want to, to go um, and work for a nonprofit or work in ministry, um, I would have thought you were crazy because I wanted to be president of the United States. Um, but now I, I don't desire that anymore. Um, but just, you know, it's absolutely, um, it's habitat. Um, it's, it's the impact that's had on my life and my desire to serve others. And, um, this idea of loving your neighbor, um, it doesn't get lost on students. I mean, talk a, a lot about giving back to the community, but you know, it gives back to us just as much. Um, and that's what, what I hope that, not not only me, but um, you know every kid that comes through Habitat. I hope that they leave feeling loved, but also being equipped to go out and love their neighbor, um, because that's what it's done for me. Nathaniel, thank you so much uh, for being on and just for sharing uh, all of your your thoughts and your experiences. I, I really just was encouraged by all that. Yeah, but. me too. I think as a as a parent and an educator in our system and a community member, I'm so impressed with the work that you've done, that the team has done, and just the work that our, all of our students really do in our schools to to give back to the community and even look, like you said, outside of our own community right here. So it's it's impressive, and it's also inspiring to me. Absolutely. What a great way to wrap up our first year of our podcast. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> End on a good note. Absolutely. So the next time we talk to uh, our listeners, it'll be 2022. I really thought we would have flying cars by now, by 2022, but uh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, Nathaniel, thank you so much again for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, y'all, for dealing with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you here, and we thank you again for joining us, and thank you for listening to The Intentional Pursuit.